forgive the sins of the day, the night, every type of sin is there, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, our whole life is a legacy of sinning against you, the disobedience towards you, Ya Allah. Yet, Ya Allah, still you are giving us opportunities, Ya Allah. Still you have brought us here, Ya Allah. There are those amongst us, Ya Allah, you are taking for Hajj, Ya The whole life of sin, a whole life of sin and still you issue the invitation. A whole life of enmity against you and still you are calling us, Ya Allah. Still you are calling us. Ya Allah, Makkah and Mina and Arafah and Muzdalifah. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. This has gone 5 or 4 Central African time, uh, alhamdulillah, really beautiful morning, spiritual morning, everyone's are getting into the modes of what they have to do, alhamdulillah, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever we do, maybe do it in a manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most in a conversation with uh, Sheikh uh, Shoaib Ma'ida, a graduate of uh, Medina University. Uh, Sheikh uh, Shoaib, you know, earlier on we were talking about Ibrahim alayhi salam and the impact that he has made in the world of spirituality in all faiths, but alhamdulillah more so in the house of Islam. If you look at the Kaabatullah, our main focus, you know, when we, uh, the Qibla, when we perform our Salah, we are focusing towards the Kaabatullah, and he built that. But talking about shaitan, you know, uh, and on this uh, day, you know, many of us are making Udiyah, will know, should know the reality that what Shaitan did, how he tried his level best to stop this momentous occasion from happening, uh, Sheikh Maida. Yes, uh, Shaf, you know, Shaitan always tries from every angle, from us, every aspect to actually destabilize people and actually them going towards achieving uh, oneness or spiritual uh, inspiration from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this case, he wanted to try his uh, best, you know, just as he did uh, with our mother and father in, uh, in Jannah. He deceived them, you know, although that we can, there's a lot of topic to speak about it. They were not deceived, just simply deceived. But you must remember our father and mother were not given the commands on why they shouldn't eat from death. So there was no explanation to them. And then again, also, it was actually the pattern where Allah did mention he wants to create a hadith on earth. So definitely our father was supposed to come back to earth, actually, to bring about the regeneration of human beings. So that was one of the channels that Allah made it, that you go through that trial so he can come down, so you and I can be born. But now in this case, that was that chapter was gone, and Allah is still telling everybody, please do not let shaitan deceive you to use a, is an everlasting enemy. So as he comes to Ibrahim, Listen, you can't do that. This is a small child. You know, the child is so small. You know, he needs to have a life. He's got a long, whole life ahead of him. Why do you want to take uh, his life out yet? You know, you've gone, you've enjoyed life. Why don't you do it to yourself? You know, why do you want to do it to a child? You know, I said, but Allah has commanded. I said, no, please don't do that. This is your child. You love the child. Don't you love your child? You really want to do that. Maybe go discuss with your wife, discuss with people, and get some advice on this. And Ibrahim looked back and picked his tone to say, this one is misleading me. My son accepted. So why this one coming and started hurting the shaitan to say, listen, you go away from Allah's what And it says in some of narrations, that's where uh, shaitan lost one eye. So in some narrations, they say that after the parting of the stones, Allah knows best. But at the end of the day, Ibrahim stood his ground and parted the shaitan, of which we also need to stand our ground. There's a lot of issues that happens our way. You know, we have to stand our ground. We must remember today was when to be one of the saddest days for us Muslims. 
and now it turned out to be the most beautiful day for us Muslims. It was going to be a saddest day if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not compensate a lamb uh, for Ibrahim, for Ismail alayhi salatu wasalam. So it could have been today where you and I would be sitting on there and taking our sons or our children and slaughter them and sacrifice before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the day we were going to be doing that. But alhamdulillah, it turned into a better day just because of uh, Ibrahim submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that made him a type, um, that made him achieve the title or deserve a title of Al-Khalil. He stood his ground and said, Ya Allah, you commanded me, you gave me the son, it came from you, so if you want back, you shall have to give back, because the command from the one that has given us everything, the one that is in control, the one that is in charge. So if you want it, I have to give it without any reservation. So this is how we should do. When it comes to ibadat, obeying Allah's commands, we should do it wholeheartedly, knowing he's the one that brought us here and is going to take us back, and we need a better accommodation when he decides to take us back from this dunya, inshallah. Absolutely brilliant there, and alhamdulillah, as you say, it could have been that way. But, you know, they're talking about the sacrificial animal also, uh, Sheikh Maida. They say that uh, we should be, uh, you know, rearing it from a baby and keeping it with us, getting used to the animal. And the day that we are sacrificing it, the whole family should feel the pain. The whole family should be crying when they're sacrificing the animal. And, you know, very close to that you, a very dear member of the family is being sacrificed, you know, perhaps because of the, uh, the the zamana that we're living in or the demographics that we live in and with the bylaws that we have, we can't do that. But how, you know, some people do get those opportunities. I knew a few friends of mine did that, and they say, what a sad day, the day of Kurbani was, when that, uh, you know, the, the, they brought that uh, animal up from a kid, and when it was ready for sacrifice, they all cried, like, you know, and like a member of the family has been sacrificed. Uh, Sheikh Maida, your comments? Yes, of course, Sheikh. This is how the Sunnah should be, because you must remember the baby Ismail was with the father. And he loved him every day. Wake up, you know, in the middle of the night, you wake up, you see the baby sleeping. He just grabs his head to say, No, my baby is here. You know, things of that sort. You need actually to uh, keep the animal with you if you can afford to do that. Keep it with you so that you know when you slaughter him, you must say, No, the animal is used to the way by you go, you walk out, the animal can just run to you. That's the kind of bond that we need to actually uh, develop between ourselves and the animal that goes for Kurbani. But unfortunately, as you said, with the demographics of how we're staying today, it becomes a difficult situation. Yes, you can maybe manage to uh, buy that uh, a year before, maybe seven months before, and uh, keep it in the farm where you can go visit every day, uh, maybe weekends, and all just get some grass and also feed it so it knows who you are. You can also you can as well do that as well. But if it's not possible to do that, then yes, make sure you get the best of the animals because when it comes to Kurbani Shaf, let's emphasize on this point. This is ibadah that demands quality. It's not about quantity, it is about the quality of the sacrifice you're giving to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. as we say, Ismail was actually the apple of the eye for the father Ibrahim, alayhi salatu and the mother. And Allah asked to say, give me that. So he stood up and went and gave that. As we said the other time, Shafi, you must remember, you know, Allah could have easily said, Ibrahim, go look for a poor family, 
buy the child from them or give them some ransom, and you take the poor child, you can actually slaughter the child, not your son Ismail. But Allah didn't want that. He said, I want from what you love the best. So when you're giving to Allah, make sure you give whatsoever is best and what you love the most. And in this case, Ibrahim loved his son the most. It was the gift that Allah has given him, but he stood back and said, this came from Allah, and Allah wants it. It has to go back to Allah's wonder. That's actually that made go. Yes, sir, Sheikh Maiza, you also make the point whilst you're talking about thinking about Tayyip food, of halal food, and literally in the house of Islam that we have this dietary law. And, you know, to eat that kurbani meat, it has some significance because that meat is a blessed meat. It's a meat that, alhamdulillah, you're doing it because you're sacrificing it purely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sunnatul Ibrahim. Even Nabi Muhammad sallallahu told us how to make the sacrifice. But, you know, eating good food, Perhaps we are eating too much of, uh, you know, organic food, uh, GMO food, or food uh, that is processed. And that is why our spirituality has been compromised. Our health is being compromised. And uh, perhaps a comment from uh, you, uh, Sheikh Maida. Yes, of course. You know, Chef, uh, the food you eat uh, will actually impact your spirituality, will impact your health and the rest of that. And today's time, Chef, is a lot of junk food we're eating. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, when you sat in the programs with Mufti Sab, those times, Mufayyaz Rahim said, well, if you eat junk, you become a junkie. You know, and that is the reality. You know, in this case today, we're eating a lot of food stuff. We don't even know where it's coming from. And unfortunately, as Muslims, we've lost the care completely. We don't even want to look at the label, whether it's halal, whether it's not halal. We don't want to find out if it's slaughtered in the right way or not. As long as maybe there's a label, we just take it. And sometimes somebody can put the label where it's on the right label. I'm not scaring the people, but we need to be very cautious when you do things, because everything that you consume, that goes in your body, has got a negative or positive impact in your body. If it's halal, definitely it will bring a positive impact your body in your body, but if it's haram, definitely there will be a negative impact in your body. So this we should be very careful. But when it comes to sickness and the rest of that, let's accept it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever aspect it is. But let's be careful and try and do things in the right way and look for the best, which is halal. Allah has mentioned the Quran, say, eat from the best or halal that I've given you on this day. So look for that. Don't just be lazy, you know, because me, I don't have time for that. Let me just get what I can get. I can just say bismillah and eat it. Don't have that kind of attitude. Be sure of what you're eating. Be sure of what you're consuming in your body because that has got an impact in your livelihood, inshallah. Uh, Sheikh Maida, you say that uh, very eloquently. And if uh, everything is tayyab, it's halal. And alhamdulillah, even your your spirituality, even your ibadat will be. We started our program at uh, with, uh, the talk of talking about uh, our sleep and what a human being does. You know, one third of a human being's life, as Sheikh Maida, is occupied by sleep. And we have, uh, you know, always questioned the mystery of sleep and the wonders of dreams. At a certain time, the body becomes, uh, you know, tired, it becomes fatigued, the mind fails to work, the eyelids drop, and all the limbs come to a peaceful state. So sleep is a blessing bestowed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on us, uh, Sheikh Maida. It, uh, you know, it heals the body and it restores the one's health. So sleep helps, uh, helps us to forget our aches and pains. If we don't sleep enough, we become pale, we become nervous, we become dull. But, uh, you know, when we sleep well and wake up for Fajr, wow, which is the natural waking time, we will experience pleasure and vitality. Fajr Salah, we're going to go for the Azan in the next five minutes. Uh, perhaps, you know, your, your focus on 
how sleep revitalizes us, but how Fajr Salah complements that sleep by adding that spiritual injection, Sheikh Maida. Hello, Deputy Allah has mentioned the Quran Kareem for and we've given a, a, a sleep as a, actually a refreshment to your bodies. And also at the same time, not only that, as a training that one day we have to go back to Allah's part. So you remember, the moment you go to sleep, it's like you're dead. So in that time when you're dead, Allah refreshes your mind and everything. And when you set your alarm to wake up for Fajr, it becomes an extreme bonus to you as a believer in the sense you start your deep beautifully by starting with one of the commands of Allah one that is reading Salah and then you make all the duas and sharing in that morning to say Ya Allah make this day a beautiful and good day for us and grant us all the barakah and the blessings in abundance the ones that you've actually set aside for this day please give us the best of that and once you do that I'm telling you as I said the angels the angels and the angels comes and uh, gives a good breeze in the morning you Grasp a good breeze in the morning. Your day starts all afresh. Alhamdulillah, you have a beautiful day. I tell you, Sheikh Maida, you resonated beautifully on the platforms of Malka Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You have a mashallah day ahead. And inshallah, we hope to talk to you in the near future. Uh, you know, I, I think you celebrated your Eid yesterday, but Alhamdulillah, uh, you have a joyous day ahead. And uh, your parting words are before we let you go. I would say, you know, today is one of those beautiful days and actually shows that this is where the oneness of Allah just resonated from. And also is the day that Allah perfected and completed our deen when he says to our Nabi Muhammad Muhammad, Today I've perfected and completed your, your religion and perfected my blessings upon you. And I'm happy as a creator to give you Islam as a way of life. I'm saying today is the day we accept that gift and that subscription of Islam and take it as a way of life, not a religion, but the way of life, inshallah, and we show appreciation to Allah and that some had to slog very hard for us to get this gift. So let's also work very hard to preserve this gift. We've got children coming, grandchildren coming. Let them enjoy the freshness and the din as it is, but let's not chop it so that when our children comes after us, they mustn't find this din as it is, inshallah. Jazakallah khairah, Sheikh Maida. You go well and inshallah talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, people, time for us to get ready for the Fajr Razana and inshallah we will continue after that. So let's go for a break.